Are you an entrepreneur or looking to become one? Looking to stay motivated, find happiness and true success? You're in the right place. Welcome to Empower Humans. Welcome again to the Empower Humans podcast. This is episode 16. We're moving right along, folks. I want to invite you to continue to rate and review the podcast. Well, if you haven't yet, and uh, contact us with questions, thoughts, feelings, whatever it might be, jokes, whatever you got for me. Send it along through the uh, website, empowerhumans.com, or social media, Empower101 on Instagram and Twitter in particular. You can also send audio messages through the Anchor podcasting app. So I remind you too, I'm on the road still, so the acoustics and things are still going to be a little bit different, but hopefully you can still understand what we're doing here. And uh, we're going to have a great uh, topic today. I just want to remind you as always, you are priceless, and I do this every time because it's so easy to forget that or overlook that simple fact. It's an inherent fact of who we are as people. You are priceless. You're worth more than all the troubles you deal with in your life, all the money in the world. Uh, So remember that as we get going here. And also, you're never alone. We're here for you. There's tons of resources and tons of things to back us up in this world. You're not alone. People go through lots of things and uh, a lot of similar things to whatever it is you may have gone through. And so just remember, going through things, especially you're not alone because everybody's going through something. But that's one of the reasons we have this podcast, to keep things level-headed and get our minds right, get our actions right, and get the life that we want and deserve. And uh, bless others in the process too. empower ourselves, empower the world around us, as we say at the end. So today we're going to talk more about the power of our minds. And we're going to talk about this regularly because our minds are where everything begins You've probably heard the saying that everything we see around us began as a thought. The electronic device you're using to listen to this podcast and the software networks used to transmit it to some coherent form, they were all thoughts initially. These were all things that just became an idea. And whatever building or vehicle you may be sitting in or near while you listen to this also had its roots in a thought and maybe blueprints and pre-construction eventually and so forth, but it all started as a thought. Our minds are where seeds are born and and blossom, so it's real important to remember that and keep that perspective. And these thoughts then become manifestations in our bodies and in the physical world and our behavior and attitudes. So, real important topic, and uh, today we're going to tackle it kind of from a little bit of a different angle about the power of our minds, and I've been listening to a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Kind of a provocative title, but also I think something that is something we all can relate to in terms of something that we need to do in certain areas. We need to break the habits of what we already are in some ways just to become better. And it's an excellent, excellent book. And I'm going to talk more about that book in a little bit. I'm going to share a few examples with you just to start off here about the power of the mind. Tibetan monks have a very unique ability to meditate for for hours and abstain from food for days, and they have vows of silence. All of this demonstrates the immense control they have over their minds and their bodies, and more so probably than than the average person by far. A group of Tibetan monks actually uh, allowed physicians to monitor their bodily changes as they engaged in their meditative yoga that they do. These monks were cloaked in wet, cold sheets. Now think about that and how pleasant that probably wouldn't be. Uh, Most people would probably experience maybe uncontrollable shivering and maybe hypothermia, 
but through their deep meditation techniques and their concentration, the monks were able to generate body heat. And within just a few short minutes, the researchers noticed steam rising from the sheets that were covering the monks. In other words, they were heating it up and drying it. The sheets were actually dry within the hour. So I think that demonstrates a great deal of uh, one aspect of real power in the mind that probably many of us don't tap into. But I want to share that off the bat to, just to really drive home the point of the power of the mind. And you can look up some of this stuff online to verify uh, what I'm talking about. And, and a lot more examples. I'm going to share a couple more actually. Here's another example. Have you ever heard of dissociative identity disorder? It's an interesting mental condition. It's also called multiple personality disorder. But one of the interesting things that pertains to our topic here, one of the most intriguing parts of this is that those who actually suffer from it, they not only show personality and behavioral changes, kind of when they switch between different personalities and identities, but they also have legitimately measurable physiological variations or changes between each of these personas that they might possess in their multiple personalities or identities. For example, one personality may be diabetic and another may have perfect health or another may need eyeglasses and another may not. And in these situations, their bodies actually go through legitimate alterations such as differences in intra, I looked up this word, intraocular pressure in their eyes or their blood sugar levels. So there's actual literal physical changes that take place. And this all stems from a mental disorder. We call it a disorder, multiple personalities and what that all means going from one to the other to the other. Um, it isn't simply a matter of them thinking they, they needed something. Their actual changes were manifested based on what's going on in their minds through this disorder. That's another example of the power of the mind as it manifests in our bodies. And uh, here's the last example I'll share for now. There's a phenomenon called the placebo effect. You may have heard of this. A placebo is basically an inert substance or, or belief which produces real biological effects in, in us humans. There's been actually a ton of experiments showing proof of the placebo. One of them that I actually found kind of comical and somewhat hilarious is there was an experiment that involved a group of Princeton students. They decided to throw a, a non-alcoholic keg party for some unsuspecting classmates. And what they did was they filled a keg secretly with Odules, which contains about 0.4% alcohol, whereas regular beer actually has around 5% alcohol. Now, what they did is they then watched these students because they thought they were drinking actual beer and their reactions to that situation. And they, they acted silly with the typical slurred words. They even slept on the ground while they kind of generally acted like they were drunk. When in reality, the truth is it's nearly impossible to get intoxicated on Odules. But these college students actually had such a strong belief they were drinking standard beer that it affected their, their behavior. So they had this belief, and we talked about belief before, it's a very, very powerful tool. So that's a great example. And remember, previously we talked about how Rob Deerdick, he said that belief is the only thing that matters. These guys believed the beverage they were drinking was actually making them drunk, and they acted accordingly. Now, have you actually believed something or seen someone believe something that was completely off base but treated it as if it was a reality like that example i know i have keep that in mind as well and i've been reading this book we touched on at the beginning here that's a great example and great content on this very topic it's called breaking the habit of being yourself by dr joe dispenza i can't say enough good things about this book 
It's very thorough about the nature of thoughts and habits and how we create our natural responses in life. It talks a lot about the science of brain chemistry and how signals are sent throughout the body with neuropeptides, all these big words that many of us don't use in our day-to-day vernacular, perhaps, Um, but how the body releases hormones and other chemicals formulate kind of our physical response and demeanor in certain life situations. Have you noticed people are different? Different people can respond to the same kind of situation in very different ways. So we have different habits formed, different traits and different views on the world and belief systems, as Rob Dyrdek talked about, that kind of dictate that stuff. There are actually a couple quotes from the book that I thought were interesting I'd like to share with you. And I made some notes as I was listening to this book. He said in the book, the quantum field responds not to what we want, but responds to what we are being. In other words, you treat the things you want as if you already have them. You, you become the person who has that. The, the universe around us responds to what we are. So if we become in our minds the thing that would be the part of the desired outcome we're seeking, that's what the quantum field, as he put it, responds to. We get our thought process on a certain frequency that way and attract energy that fulfills the reason or the feeling that we created proactively. He talks about how his daughter wanted a certain job for the summer and just worked and believed completely that it would come to pass and all of a sudden out of the blue certain contacts were established the exact job scenario and even recreation scenario that she wanted for the summer all came together through this system of feeling and belief in the thing that she wanted and it's a very in-depth it's not just kind of glazing over something it's a very and we're going to talk more about this a very in-depth process to do to train our minds right and get in that frequency so to speak to be in tune and and maybe attract that energy. The book also says when you change your mind, you change your life. I think that's very profound since the way we think really determines everything about the nature of our life and its outcomes. He says that whatever we place our awareness on becomes our reality and that your attention is where you place your energy. The idea, he says, is taking conscious control over what has been an unconscious state of being. Taking conscious control over what has been an unconscious state of being. Pause this for a moment and think about what that means. Conscious control over what has been an unconscious state of being. A lot of us, as we talked in this first episode, the podcast, and maybe a couple other times, sleepwalking through life sometimes. It's time to wake up, live this deliberate and intentional life. And when you wake up, when we talk about sleepwalking, you take conscious control of what was previously, as he put it, an unconscious state of being. Have you heard the expression going through the motions? There's really something to be said for actually having the most deliberate, intentional life. We keep using those words deliberate and intentional. That's what this is all about because that all starts in the mind by taking control of our thought processes and feelings first. The mind and body don't know the difference between imagined realities and actual events. So again, this book is very in-depth and kind of scientific in the nature of these processes to change things for the better and reap the best results in our lives. I can't recommend it enough. Again, the book is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, D-I-S-P-E-N-Z-A. And go find it. It's uh, We'll talk more about it real quick at the end. I'll touch on it as one last reminder. Now, a few more points about this, and I want you to take it and apply it right now in your life as, as we talk about this. Don't just listen, oh, this feels good and sounds good and what a bunch of nice concepts, but actually take and apply it right now. Tony Robbins has said that where your focus goes, energy flows. That is so true because your thoughts that you think in your mind, they possess real power that these things most often tend to come true. The thoughts that you focus on, 
Now, if you're pouring your mental energy into those same thoughts and mental images day after day after day, they actually become stronger and stronger and consequently really affect your attitude and your behavior and expectations and actions. Our good friend Tony has also said that the biggest drug in our society is not alcohol or cocaine or pot. It's problems. People are addicted to their problems because it lets them escape their fears. Think about that too. There's this whole dynamic puzzle that starts to come together as you realize this of how we run from fears and focus on problems and it all leads to kind of the deck being stacked against us in our lives by our own doing, if you think about it. The good news though is, as we mentioned before, even though we are our only problem in terms of how we think and act, who do you think is our only real solution? We are, individually. We are our only problem and we are our only solution. And when we take ownership of that reality, a whole world opens up to us of possibilities, both good and bad, where we're not just sleeping and letting things just happen in a dream state kind of thing. So we take conscious control. Now, remember when we quoted Ed Milet, who said, your obsession becomes your possession? That was actually the title of one of our episodes in this podcast. If you have a dream or desire, it's really important to focus hard and obsess over it. Let's remember also, as it has been said, dreams don't work unless you do. These things are like living, breathing creatures, and we have to feed them. It's real important to be conscious of that so we don't feed the wrong beast in our lives, so to speak. We feed and focus on the things we want, not our problems or the things we don't want or the things that we fear. Feed the things you want and desire most. Feed it. Feed it with emotion. Feed it with feelings. And I really like the examples of visualization in sports as well. There's been a bunch of studies about this. There's a really interesting story about a man whose name was Colonel George Hall from the Air Force who was imprisoned in a small dark cell in North Vietnam for about seven years. And he found kind of a happy place he could turn to just to keep his sanity as he was visualizing himself playing golf. Okay, he's stuck in this cell and and visualize this in your mind. Stuck in a cell, walls and very tight space. And he's visualizing himself out on a vast golf course (laughs) playing golf. And his mental visualizations of this were very in-depth and included hitting the ball off the tee and the wind and the sand traps and putting and tapping the ball into the hole. After he was finally released, one of the very first things he actually wanted to do was play a real round of golf. And he went to the Greater New Orleans Open where he shot a 76, which if you don't know is a pretty dang good golf score. And he hadn't been playing all those years. It was his first time playing golf, but he had his mind trained. Now apply that to yourself. Even if you don't like golf, what is your golf? Visualization means recreating all the images, sounds, and feelings in your mind surrounding activity or desired results in order to practice that perfect environment of what that would be. Make the colors and the sounds and the feelings and the wind and the smells and every other sensation surrounding what it is that we want as strong and vibrant as possible, especially your own feelings surrounding it. Feel those feelings. Awaken those feelings. Awaken yourself. This is what we're talking about. Awaken from the sleepwalk. Picture this last example of a psychologist from Australia. His name was Alan Richardson. He did a little experiment also. He took some basketball players, and what he did is he divided them into three groups, and he decided to test each player's ability to make free throws. One group would practice 20 minutes every day, physically practicing making free throws. Now the second group would only visualize themselves making the free throws, but no real practice was allowed. In other words, it was all in their minds. And the third group would not practice or visualize at all. 
Okay, now think about the results, what this might be. The results were actually quite interesting because there was a major improvement on the group that only visualized. All they did is sit in their minds focusing on this. And we think about visualize, open up what that means, what we just said about the feelings and the smells, the whole thing, awaken all of it, feel it, feel in the case of shooting free throws, the ball release from your hand and the sound of it going right in the net, nothing but net, <laughs> that whole thing. That's what they were doing. So they were almost as good as the ones who actually practiced in reality. So the study has been repeated in various other formats and different subject matters with real similar results every time. Those who visualize and tune their minds and bodies to the desired outcome actually have similar or even better results than those who just go through the motions and practice something. It's really interesting. And yet, as we said before, dreams don't work unless you do. It's important to balance all these things out with our efforts. So let's use our minds properly. There's a lot of great examples here, and I invite you to kind of study this out more. Take control. Don't let them your, your thoughts and your emotions just wander. Take control of that. Be conscious of it. And don't let it wander to places that have to do with undesired results, especially. This is one of our extra challenges this week. Also, uh, invite you, as I said, learn more about this topic. There's tons of material and videos galore, YouTube, and like I said, books. Again, the book that I mentioned that I've been listening to and reading is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's actually on the Hoopla digital app that I've mentioned a few times here for free as an audiobook for many in the U.S. and perhaps other places. But uh, you can find that through various formats, I think on Audible as well. And that's just one of countless practically books on this subject matter. So do that, study, but take control of our minds. Again, this isn't just fluffy material just to feel good and then walk away. As you're going throughout your day, whatever you're doing today, think about your thoughts. That sounds almost paradoxical, but think about your thoughts. Be conscious of your thoughts. Take control of your thought processes. And actually, let's start to visualize. Let's start to find those feelings and really bring everything to life in our lives so that we're not just kind of sleepwalking. You know what I mean? Now, again, we go on to these usual challenges. Keep studying or start studying. If you haven't been, study. Study something. Learn something. And if we talk about our minds, our minds want nothing more than to learn. Nothing more than to learn. And that, that doesn't always have to be, when we talk about this subject matter, that doesn't always have to be reading or anything like that. There's all kinds of ways to learn. There's videos and there's forcing ourselves just to learn new habits. So study. Start studying. Keep doing that. I promise you're going to see some great light continue to grow in your life just by doing that. And you can do some of that through this podcast. There's tons of other resources. Make great moments. The people that you love and care about, find ways to actually really make these people matter and make these great moments that will have lasting results, memories, a legacy. Make great moments. Serve others. Do great things that actually bring light and life to the world. Make great moments. And again, the last challenge as usual Let's keep doing this podcast together. Now, I know, I know you have great power within you. I wouldn't be taking my time every week to do these podcasts if I didn't believe in us as humans, if I didn't believe we could rise to be great. I believe that wholeheartedly. I've seen it. I've experienced it firsthand personally and with uh, those around me. I believe and know that to be true. Listen to this episode again, maybe, and just absorb all this material and let's apply it. So until next time, thank you for joining us. Empower yourself, empower the world around you. 
Thanks so much for listening to Empower Humans. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review this podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit empowerhumans.com. We'll catch you next time.